One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader. Stand-up comedian, actor, author Jerry Seinfeld has guided us through the humor in life's everyday moments. After the success of his hit show, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, which earned five Emmy nominations over 11 seasons, he introduced a book by the same name. It's a behind-the-scenes look at the series, detailing his conversations with some of the greatest comedians of all time. I had the pleasure of catching up with him over, you guessed it, a cup of coffee for the release. And we talked about this book and some pretty cool projects on his plate. He took me inside the life of a comedian, calling it the best life ever. It's about the jokes, of course, but just as important, Seinfeld says, are the people in pursuit of making others laugh. I'm Jenna Bush Hager. Welcome to Read with Jenna. This is my conversation with Jerry Seinfeld. for meeting me for a little coffee. You're really overdressed for just coffee. <laughs> well, you know what? You I came straight elegant. from the show. Oh. But also, I knew there'd be pickles involved. How about this? You look perfect. You look great. No, I, I feel like uh, I'm 68, and uh, I feel pretty good. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about this show and this book. This show, is you said, is kind of like a valentine. Yes. Like a funny Valentine to yes. comedians. Yes. Let me tell you what, it, what it's like to be a comedian. Okay. It's the greatest life if you can manage it. Yes. So the hard part is the comedian part. Yes. Making people laugh every night is hard. But if you have that, if you can do that, the rest of your life, you're with comedians. Yes. And this becomes a gigantic component of your life and is equally as enjoyable. <laughs> so I wanted people to see this other side. You know, I would say my life is 25% doing comedy. Yes. 75% hanging out with comedians. Hanging out with funny people. Yes. So you're constantly laughing. Yes. But I think, I guess what surprises me about the show is that it is hilarious. Thank which you. people would expect, but it's also kind of human. And mm -hmm. lovely and touching. There were moments where you want to kind of tear up, and I guess y'all are people, but that part <laughs> that part surprised me. Well, we are people, but we're not normal people. And what I have found is the gene is kind of the same, yeah, but it gets implanted in all these different types of people. But the essential gene, the comedy gene, is the same. And so it became a study of that, or kind of a exploration of that. Look at all these different people that are all very different and they all have this little thing. Yeah. This little, I don't want to call it a defect, but uh, <laughs> it's a, let's call it an aspect. An aspect of their yeah. personality. Yeah. Do you remember when you knew you were funny? Because you're not just that you thought you well, were funny. Well, I thought everyone was funny. As a little kid. When you're eight, everyone is funny. No, but not everybody is funny. You know what I mean? You can think back to, like, the kids that are not funny. Yeah, there were some, but there were a lot of funny kids. Yes, that's true. Kids are funny. Right, right? and then something, 
It's like thir- between 13 and 15 yes. is when it slips away because the pressure yeah. of, oh, I've got to be a person now. Yeah, and you're embarrassed maybe. Yeah. Well, you... you Girls can be. Yeah, right. Do your friends think you're funny? Yeah. Do they still think you're funny? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they do. You, so I, I you're the make, funny one. I'm the funny one. That's great. But Barbara's pretty funny. You yes, know my Barbara sister. Is funny, She's yeah. funny, but right. I do like to make people laugh. I mean, what does it feel like to you to make people laugh? It's the best thing in the world. It's a couple of seconds of weightlessness mm-hmm. where everything in your mind, everything you think about and worry about and work on your whole life is just gone for a second. And it lasts. You know, if you have like a big laugh. Yes. It lasts. You know, for the rest of the day, you go, that was so funny. And it's you know. fun to see it in kids. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I have a child who, like, we actually think is going to be the next Amy Schumer. Oh, wow. She's very wild and hilarious and will do anything for a laugh. And when she gets an authentic one, like, to see that glimmer in their eye, to wow. see the glimmer. You know what I mean? There is something to it. Yeah. The trick is to not lose it. Yeah. You know, don't dismiss it. I think people think, well, what, what use is this, you know? Yeah, I wonder, like, in a world that feels pretty dark, I think we can all be like, gosh, what what service are we unless we're doing more? Mm -hmm. And I kind of used to be self-deprecating about my job sitting next to Hoda, but I realized that I'm making people feel good. Yeah. And that that is of service in some way, in some small way. It's not a small way. It's not a small way. It's a big way. And do you feel that way, too? Do you feel like, you know what, actually (laughs) making people laugh is something that's super important? It is, yeah. I don't think of it kind of socially. I think of it in the moment. Yeah. It's really important to me to get this laugh right now. You kind of become a machine in comedy. You just like all day, every day, you're thinking about how do I get that joke to work? Yeah. And I have a a friend who's always talks to me about this. He always says, it is a bigger thing. You are providing a relief. I always say the silly stuff we do, this, you know, it's, it's meaningless. You know, he says, no, it's extremely meaningful. So it's a nice thought. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. And you get to sit with these hilarious people yes. and laugh, which I think making people laugh feels great, but also there's nothing better than laughing. Okay, I want to go over a list of some of these comedians that we're on. Okay. And just, if you have something to say. Okay. Say it. Um, Eddie Murphy. I feel like Eddie Murphy was like, well, was maybe the best episode there ever was. That was uh, probably next to the Obama one, which was unique for those circumstances, yes. obvious. But uh, reconnecting with Eddie, who he and I started together the same month, the same club together. And then, of course, he quickly went one way, and then I went another way. And then years, after all those years, to get back together was so thrilling. And he was so, again, I talk about this thing, you know, and there it is, and he still got it, you know, and he's still talking about it. And he talks about in the show, being on Long Island and going to these clubs with these guys in a car. And then after the club, you go to a place like this. Oh my gosh. This is the life. This is the life. Hanging out with the company. You do the show, you do great, you do horrible, (laughs) but you wind up here. 
having a, coffee and a pastrami sandwich. Yes, and and writing jokes on napkins and making fun of each other. <laughs> You know, <laughs> did you ha do you have napkins where you have jokes? I mean, do you remember you yourself doing that coming to a, a no, place? I got a notebook. Yeah, I, said, oh, I, notebook. I need a notebook for this work profession. I need a notebook <laughs> for this type of work. Yeah, but you probably have. I'm sure you have written a joke or two down on a napkin. Yes, I have. I have um, to be reunited with him must have been very cool. It was it was uh, beautiful. It was beautiful. And you could feel that. Oh, that's great. You could. Now, how do you prepare for these? Because it's I kind don't. of, you don't prepare at all. No. See, I'm more interested, like uh, that first question I ask you is, you've had three coffees today. I like the tiny little behaviors of human life. Yes. What was the first one? Is it a routine? How do you make it? You know, I'm interested in coffee. I'm interested in, in people's beds and their shoes and their combs, you know, I, I like the uh, small, the small things are the big things to me. Which makes total sense, right? So you don't prepare at all. You don't Google. Like, what if you don't know the person? You know everybody? I Google. I read the first three sentences. I just want to know where they grew up. Are yeah. they married? They have kids. Okay. That's all. I don't need to know anything else about a person to have a So Wikipedia is really your sort of... Yeah. The things I'm interested in are not, in, you know, in the bio. Which makes the show so good. Oh, thanks. And, thanks. and the coffee table book. Did you ever think you'd have a coffee table book? No. I didn't. Are you proud of it? I didn't. <laughs> well, they don't give you a book unless the show works. Yes. So, yes, I am proud of it. After the break, Jerry Seinfeld reveals which episode he was a little nervous to shoot and gives me the scoop on a film he wrote over the pandemic. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. AT&T is opening connected learning centers across the country. Opening doors for students in need by giving them access to free high-speed internet, computers, and educational resources that can keep them learning. It's just part of our ongoing commitment to help more students stay connected. Because when students stay connected, they get closer to their dreams. To learn more, visit att.com slash connected learning. that the most nervous you were, which kind of makes sense, was when you went to interview President Obama at the White House. Right. Your I, producer said you were a little scared. Yeah. Well, I felt like I was kind of representing every comedian that ever lived. Yes. And I was getting to do something that no comedian has ever done, which is do a little funny bit yeah. in the Oval Office. Yes. Which... I don't think anyone's Did ever Danny done. Did Dana Carvey never do that? Not in the real Oval Office. Yes. I don't think so. But it was a bit, you know, knocking on the window yes. and sitting on the chair. And I heard that the Secret Service were the ones that told you to go knock on the window. I mean, you were behind the bushes 
and knocked on the window. No, I knew I was going to knock on the window. I had asked them. I don't remember whose idea it was, but they said, yeah, yeah, you could do that. Which I couldn't believe they were going to let me do that. This is a great opportunity in the history of comedy, you know, to knock on the window of the Oval Office while the president's working. And also, there's lots of Secret Service that are hanging out. There, yeah. So it was a kind of a risk to your to, to your safety, right? Why? Why would I be scared? Well, what of if them? one Secret Service man didn't know that Jerry Seinfeld was popping up behind the bushes knocking? I, I, I trust the Secret Service. Me too. Completely. The show worked, and people are asking, "Will there be more?" They are. I don't know. I actually just started thinking about it just recently, but I did a movie. You did a movie? I made a movie, yeah, during the uh, the virus. We wrote a movie and then we made it, and now we're finishing it and it's gonna come out pretty soon. Wow, what does that feel like? Amazing. Yeah. That's something I never thought I would do. But because of the virus, I wasn't doing anything and I had time to write it. Because otherwise I, don't, I can't stop doing stand-up, I can't stop. It's too much fun. Yeah, it's just like, it's like my life uh, routine. I have to, you know, it's so much fun. So now the fact that there's going to be this film. Yeah. Can you tell me anything about it? Sure. It takes place in 1964. Wow. So it's a period piece. Yes. Takes place in Battle Creek, Michigan. And it's um, about how they invented the Pop-Tart. Wow. (laughs) That's genius. Yeah. Do you like a Pop-Tart? I love the Pop-Tart. Which, which is your favorite flavor? Brown sugar Me cinnamon. Me too. Of course. Me too. But a lot of people like strawberry with the frosty. That's them. No, but brown sugar cinnamon. Yeah. Do you remember? See, that was the probably the first. Is that the first thing you made when you were a kid that was hot? Yes. Yeah. Or maybe an Eggo waffle. But hot, right, yeah. that's the most luxurious thing. Like, because an Eggo waffle is just like toast. Glorified yeah, toast. Right. A but Pop-Tart, a Pop-Tart is compl- Tart, complicated. It has all that. Sometimes some of them have yeah. sprinkles. Mm-hmm. So is this a is this a real story or you? No. Oh, there are certain real elements in it. Okay. The truth of the story is, Post and Kellogg's both had the idea at the same time. Wow. And then they competed to who could come out with it first. Yes. And then we just completely made up, up this totally insane comedy. It's like fifteen stand-up comics are in this. Are you, are you starring in mm-hmm. it? Wow. Mm-hmm. And I directed it. That is incredible. I know. It's really exciting. Most people just learned how to, like, bake bread during the pandemic, and you yeah. wrote and directed and are going to star yeah. in a film. Yeah. Can we get coffee and talk about it when it comes out? Sure. And maybe bring Jessica. In October 2022, Seinfeld's wife, Jessica, shared an Instagram post that read, I support my Jewish friends and the Jewish people. In the caption, she suggested that those struggling to find words could share her post. I asked Jerry about it. I do want to ask you, your wife posted something right. on Instagram. Right. I follow her. Right. I adore her. <laughs> I thought Thank you. it was a simple way to say something that needs to be said and mm-hmm. also... I can't believe we still have to say it. But when we look at the rise of anti-Semitism mm-hmm, mm-hmm, in this country, mm-hmm. um, what, like, how, what, do you, what do you think of it? How, how do you come to terms with all of this? Well, um, what she did that's very special, because we all understand what it is. We know what racism is. We know what anti-Semitism is. But 
what do we do? Where's the yeah. where's the lane? Where's the channel that could potentially make some progress? Yes. In us tolerating I kind of hate that word, by the way. This yeah. museum of tolerance, really? Is that is that the high? That's all we're going to get to? Is I can tolerate you? Yeah. Let's Maybe go we for can, love yeah. or like even. Like? Yeah. Like is a, like. a more, uh, yeah. better goal. Yes. Let's go for like. like. Let's go for a museum of liking. <laughs> you know, the museum of tolerance is, you know. No, you're right. We like coffee. We don't tolerate it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't want to just tolerate it. Yeah. But so, so, but she found that she found a simple, and I thought, non-aggressive yeah. way to say something that, as we said, unfortunately needs to be said, but does need to be said, and I thought that was very special and fantastic thing she did. Hard to do. It is hard right? to do. Well, simplicity. most things in that venue, it's going to trigger someone. It's going to inflame. We're so quick to inflame, right? Mm -hmm. Both sides of any debate, yes. women, mm -hmm. uh, gender, everything, yeah. right? This is the culture we live in, flash paper. Yeah. Instant, violent yes. verbiage, yes. right? And she found a way to sort of quiet it. Right. And hopefully also raise awareness. Yeah, yeah, so that was a great thing. love the show. Wow. Did you not know that? For most of the time I was doing it, I didn't think it was working. You didn't think it while you were doing yeah. it? Yeah. But I loved it. And I wanted to make it. Yeah. I just wanted to make this. Well, I want to show people this side of comedy life because people just got so interested in comedy yes. the past 20 yes. years, you know? Yes. So that's why I did it. I think also it's like, and why people are asking now is that that kind of connection, you know, that kind of being with somebody funny and making each other laugh, that kind of conversation, especially since y'all were together mm -hmm. in this small area, like mm -hmm. was something we, we missed during the pandemic, you know? Well, you tell me, don't you feel, I mean, you do more interviews than anyone. This kind of thing yeah. is different, right? Yes. Because just like you said, there is no preparation. Right. You're just sitting down for a wonderful conversation over right. coffee. Right. But also, I think with the goal of laughing and having others laugh too. Mm hmm. Like there's a lightness to that, right? Very much so. And I'm not really much of a podcast person because I like edited content. Yeah. I like, I love that I could take three hours and give you a great 12. Yes. Because that, that's what comedy is. Yes. When you go see a comedian, he's basically going, I have lots of crazy thoughts. Some of them are funny, and I've cut it down to just that. Yes. That's what you're seeing. Because when you work on a show, you write something. How long does it take like, to get down to what you're actually going to perform? Well, I don't know, because I do it all the time. Yeah. But everything is trimmed down to the... And, and, essential aspect of comedy is it has to be trimmed down to the absolute minimum. It's like a poem. Yes. It has to be like and a poem. And good books, really good books are yeah. edited well. I mean, mm -hmm. that's the most important part, of, it, part yes. of all of it. Yeah, but books are long. I love books. That's nice. You don't? I do, I love books. But I don't read a lot. If I could get rid of the phone. Yeah, yeah, I put the phone I, away. Put I the phone away. Read. What are you doing on your phone? Nothing good. Scrolling? Well, how else do you get to the next thing? But we have to scroll. But what are you? Are you looking at articles? Or are you looking at social media? What What are you doing? Are you I on look Instagram? At cars. I, I look on Instagram, and I love YouTube. 
No, you don't. I love YouTube. What do you like on YouTube? Cat videos? I'm into I'm surfing. Oh, surfing. Baseball, cars, dogs. I like cute dog videos. Yeah, who doesn't? You know. You should follow round boys on Instagram. It's really good. It's just round animals. <laughs> Your wife would love it. <laughs> just all about the roundness of animals. Right. Um, okay. yeah, I love things like, I love unboxing videos. Unboxing videos. Here's what it is. I really think obsession is a nice way to go through life. Yeah. Being obsessive. Yes. As long as you don't go completely crazy. Yes. Obsessing. I've obsessed on everything about everything my entire well, life. Well, that's true. That's why you're famous, right? Because the show is like it's obsessing all, over the little exactly. nuance of life. Right. Yes. So that's entertainment to me. Yeah. Well, it's entertainment to us too. Yeah. Turns out. Turns out it's entertainment <laughs> to all of us as well. Yeah, but we all live these lives of micro obsession, yes. right? Not microaggression. Micro obsession. Okay, I'm learned so much. And those things, I think, are if you miss out on the fun of that. Yes. I just think it's fun. It's a fun. I like to find entertainment in life. Yes. I don't want to just drag myself through this. I want to enjoy it. Yes. No, it's so true. If you can't find the fun and the nuance and the tediousness of life, then you're not living. What was the point of yeah. all of that? It's true. Right? It's true. Find the fun in it. And I personally believe the fun is in the ordinary, mm -hmm. not in the special, mm -hmm. the ordinary. God, I love Jerry Seinfeld. Do oh. you love him? I have to go, but okay. I could sit here forever. Me too. Cheers. Well, cheers. Can we do it when your movie comes out? Yes. Isn't it better? It's Well, the Pop-Tarts, I can't wait. Coffee's good, but I can't wait for the Pop-Tarts. It's always a great time laughing with Jerry Seinfeld. Thanks so much for listening to our conversation here on Read with Jenna. If you like what you heard, please give Read with Jenna a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Make sure to tell your friends about us, and new episodes drop every Thursday. The fun doesn't stop here. Want to join our Read with Jenna community of book lovers? Head to today.com slash readwithjenna to find our monthly book list and to sign up for our newsletter. You can also find us on Instagram at readwithjenna. This episode of Read with Jenna is produced by Asha Parker, Jennifer Long, Abigail Russ, and Amanda Sidman. Our audio engineer is Katherine Anderson. Our associate audio engineer is Juliana Masterilli. Bryson Barnes is our technical director. Missy Dunlap Parsons is our executive producer, and Libby Least is the executive vice president of Today and Lifestyle. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.